In our last video, I went over five ideas that changed my life, and as promised, here are five more. If you haven't watched the previous video, I'll link to it in the description box below. Other than that, let's jump right in. Idea number six, the dark side of exponential growth. This is an idea that I came across in a book titled The Price of Tomorrow by Jeff Booth. So early on in the book, he asked the audience a question. If you take a normal piece of paper and you fold it 50 times, how high would it go? I want you to take a second and think about this and write your answers in the comments down below. Take a second. When I first came across this little thought experiment, I thought it was something like the height of the Empire State Building. But it turns out that the answer is that this piece of paper would get so tall that it would actually reach the sun. You probably didn't expect that, right? And that's because we humans tend to underestimate the power of exponential growth. We underestimate how fast certain things can change. Now, this concept is usually taught with a focus on the good things in life. Like, oh, if you invest $100 every month for 10 years when you're 18 and wait until you retire, you'll have over a million dollars because of exponential growth in the form of compound interest. But we almost never talk about what exponential growth can do for things that are bad for us. For example, we underestimate how fast technology is growing and how it's going to eliminate the vast majority of jobs that currently exist. We underestimate how fast climate change is going to occur and how it's going to affect food, water, and shelter for billions of people around the world. I personally believe that these things will happen at least two to three times faster than most people expect because of exponential growth. Now, you might be wondering, what's the benefit of this somewhat depressing idea? Well, this ties back to idea number one from the previous video maxing out Parkinson's law. When you start to realize that things are going to happen significantly faster than people expect, it's going to cause you to take more action, and it will also give you more time to prepare. You'll be ready when things get rocky. Idea number seven, start off assuming good. A lot of us start off by assuming bad things when we're interacting with others. Maybe we assume that we're low on the totem pole, or that we need to get permission to speak, or that others are trying to offend us, or that they will get annoyed by what we're saying causing us to say things like, oh, I'm sorry for asking, or I'm sorry if I'm being annoying, which if you do enough of, will actually cause people to feel a bit annoyed. It is almost always better to start off by assuming the opposite, to start off assuming the good, because it is often a self-fulfilling prophecy. What do I mean by this? Well, if you assume that people enjoy spending time with you and that they like you as a person, you would act differently. You would be more confident. You would speak about things that are normally reserved for close friends, and you would invite others to hang out more often you would end up taking certain actions that ultimately make your initial assumption come true. Now, of course, you're not always going to be right. You can assume that someone likes you when in reality, they don't. You can assume that they have good intentions when they don't. It's impossible to be right 100% of the time, but it's still better to start off assuming good and keeping an eye out for real proof that your assumption is wrong. And that's because assuming that people don't like you will cause you to take certain actions that would actually make you less likable. Like I said, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, before we move on to idea number eight, I do want to take a quick second and thank the sponsors of today's episode who help fund the production of these animations, CuriosityStream. CuriosityStream is like the documentary version of Netflix. They have thousands of streamable documentaries and nonfiction TV shows on topics like history, nature, science, food, travel, and much, much more. 
I often go on their platform and watch documentaries about the universe, which helps me zoom out and relax whenever I'm feeling stressed, which is another great idea that I've mentioned before on the channel. Go to www.curiositystream.com forward slash pill to sign up for just $14.99 for the entire year. That's right. It's not $14.99 per month. It's $14.99 for the whole year, which means you're paying close to just a dollar per month to gain access to thousands of high quality documentaries. I highly recommend you to check it out. Moving on, we have idea number eight, figure out the current meta. Back when I was a kid, I played a lot of games and every time a new patch came out bringing new changes to the game, I would go online and try to figure out what the new meta was. The meta is a term often used by gamers and it refers to the most effective strategies currently available. Now, what's interesting about the meta for most games is that it is constantly changing. As new features are added, the best strategies with the highest chances of success would change as well. Metas of the past would often become outdated, no longer giving you the highest chance of winning. Oftentimes, they would become so subpar that you were almost guaranteed to lose. And I believe the same thing applies to the game of life, right? This game that we're playing is constantly changing. There are new features being added in the form of new social media platforms, new scientific discoveries, new government policies, and even new technologies, just to name a few. Which means that many of the strategies your parents and society taught you to follow when you were younger are now outdated. They are no longer the most optimal strategies. And you are almost destined to lose if you stick to those teachings if you are competing with people who keep themselves updated with the current meta. Now, figuring out the metagame is actually pretty easy. All you gotta do is simply figure out who the best players are for the game you wanna play. Keep an eye on what they are doing and the new strategies they are experimenting with and replicate the ones that seem to be working over and over again. Idea number nine, people come for the experience. If you think about it, every single interaction that you have with others releases chemicals in their brain. These chemicals mix together and create an experience. If the experience you provide to the world is an enjoyable one, people will come back craving more. For example, let's say you've got a great sense of humor and you know how to make people laugh. Laughter causes the brain to release dopamine, oxytocin, and even serotonin, all of which make the person feel really good. On the other hand, let's say you're someone who does not adhere to idea number seven and you assume bad things. When talking to others, you often misinterpret their words as personal attacks. You get upset and you snap back and maybe you even start a verbal argument. This causes their brain to release cortisol, aka the stress hormone, and it would also activate their amygdala, which creates a sense of fear, all of which make the person you're interacting with feel bad. Which experience do you think people would prefer? Which one do you think they would like to repeat? Learn to improve the experiences that you offer to the world and you'll be able to make friends effortlessly wherever you go. And finally, idea number 10, your body is a city. I came across this idea while watching a quirky little anime called Cells at Work, which is available on Netflix. It's a show about the day-to-day -day lives of the individual cells in our body. And if you think about it, we are in fact made of trillions of cells that interact with each other on a daily basis. And each and every single one of them are technically living beings living in this city that is our body. I like to imagine that I am the mayor of my city and that every major decision that I make has an effect on all my fellow citizens. And I found this visualization exercise to be extremely helpful whenever I have to make decisions that could affect my health. Maybe I don't feel like going to the gym or maybe I have a strong craving to buy that extra large bag of chips at the convenience store. Whenever something like that happens, I'll take a second and think about all the little living beings within my city that are relying on me, which, strangely enough, helps motivate me to make the right choice. You can intensify this visualization by watching a couple of episodes of Cells at Work. 
This idea can also be helpful to those of you that feel like you have no impact in the world because to the citizens of your city, you are their whole world. The decisions you make in life, however small they might seem to you, are all huge events that dictate the quality of life for your people. And that's it. Let me know your thoughts on these five ideas. And also, if you have any special life-changing ideas from your own life, in the comments down below. If you enjoy this video, I think you would also enjoy my video titled 50 Life Lessons, which I will link to as well. Besides that, guys, stay tuned.